Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Pittsburgh Steelers winners today against the Carolina Panthers. Steelers win 24-16. to 16. Today's post-game reaction brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag will take care of your gambling needs all NFL season long. Head over to the website BetOnline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good afternoon. I'm Mark Bergen. Reacting to the Steelers' 24-16 win against the Carolina Panthers. If you notice, my backdrop is a little bit different. I'm skiing right now in Beach Mountain, North Carolina. So taking a break from the slopes and just watch the Steelers game, providing a quick reaction. The Panthers couldn't run the ball. Last week, the Panthers ran for more than 200 yards on the ground. The Panthers had... I believe it was like 223 yards, 223 yards last week against the Seahawks. And this afternoon, they only run for 21 yards. That's been their calling card since Steve Wilkes took over as the interim for Matt Rule. And the Steelers able to get it done. And if Mike Tomlin has a losing season, it won't be after this week. If he has his first losing season in 16 years as the Steelers head coach, it wasn't going to be today. And the Steelers get the road win in Charlotte, and that streak gets prolonged at least for another week. Now, again, I thought the Steelers' rush defense was very effective, and these were two 5-8 and eight teams coming in, but under very, very, very different circumstances. The Steelers would need chaos to happen for them to make the playoffs. I don't expect that to happen. But remember, the Panthers were vying to win the NFC South Division, and they're still very much in it, but if the Panthers had won out from this week on, they controlled their own destiny and they would have been in the playoffs. That did not happen today. That did not happen today. So um, there were a lot of things to be encouraged by if you're the Steelers. How about the two drives that I'm going to highlight here? Scoring a touchdown on their first offensive drive of the game, Najee Harris punching it in. And then the 21-play drive to open the second half. And I got a stat for you that's going to blow your mind. 21 play drive took up 11 minutes and 43 seconds of game time. It was the longest in terms of both plays and time of possession for the Steelers. 
in the last 45 years. And that ends in points as well. So uh, I thought the Steelers always also effectively ran the ball. Uh, Najee Harris, 24 carries, 86 yards, and a score as well as a team. Uh, the Steelers, I'm pulling up the stats right now for for myself here, uh, 156 yards on the ground. So they control the clock too, having the ball for 36 minutes in this one. No turnovers by any team. Steelers able to control the line of scrimmage in this game, both offensively and defensively, and they control the clock in this game. The late game execution too, yet again, I've been impressed by. And I mentioned this when Kenny Pickett executed uh, late in the game against the Falcons a few weeks back. And Mitch Trubisky did it again today, finding Deontay Johnson for several first downs. He scrambled for a first down. And Chris Boswell uh, kicking, setting up the 50-yard field goal, and then you make it a two-possession game, whereas against the Falcons, the Steelers punted the ball. So to be able to do that, make it a two-possession game to where the Panthers get the ball back. And it was interesting to where, because it was a two-possession game, the Panthers decided to keep clock. They didn't have any timeouts. And they kicked a long field goal with Eddie Pinheiro to cut it to eight points. Uh, Deontay Johnson going for the onside kick. You could argue that he should have just continued to let the ball bounce because it hadn't gone 10 yards yet. And George Pickens able to pick up his fellow receiver, his fellow teammate. And the Steelers end up recovering the onside kick and they win this game by eight points. But Deontay Johnson, I thought, had a great game. 10 catches on 10 targets. Love that efficiency. For 98 yards, no touchdown still for Deontay, but I thought he played an excellent game outside of the taunting penalty. I'll get to another egregious Steelers penalty a little bit later, but outside of the taunting penalty, I thought he played his best game of the year. Want to see Deontay eclipse the 100-yard mark, and man, yet another week Deontay Johnson has not scored a touchdown, but uh, Steelers didn't need it today. Scoring 24 points, they did not need it from uh, Deontay Johnson and just be able to have long prolonged drives for this team was really the difference between winning and losing. You look at the passing numbers, 169 yards uh, net, 179 total for Trubisky, 17 of 22. Didn't ask him to do too much. And if Trubisky would have played like this in other games, you know, you're not calling for Mason Rudolph to potentially start this game. You're not calling for Kenny Pickett when Mitch was starting the first four weeks of the season. Again, no turnovers. I thought that that was huge today, too. Uh, I mentioned the penalty. So the Marcus Allen penalty coming off a of Cam Hayward sack. You think your defense is going to get off the field. It's just dumb. And the Steelers gave up three points after the penalty. Uh, I saw Marcus Allen was jawing with Panther safety Sam Franklin Jr. on that play. But you just you can't have a penalty in that situation, and especially when it costs you points. Um that's going to cost you, and better teams are going to take even more advantage of that. Lucky it didn't cost the Steelers late in this one. I want to go back to the late-game execution. So on the third and six, after the two-minute warning, the Steelers decided to run the ball with Deontay John, or excuse me, with Najee Harris and keep the clock moving to set up Chris Boswell's field goal. thought it was interesting that they did not let Trubisky throw in that situation, but it was good enough to set up Chris Boswell from 50 yards out and he nailed it. And that's why he makes the big bucks. That's why I got a huge contract extension on the eve of the season. You'd like to see him make a 50 yard field goal considering he was working his way back from that groin injury that kept him out for several weeks for the Steelers this year. So you like to see that think something I haven't mentioned yet, which was a key key for the Steelers in this game. The third down efficiency was downright impressive. 12 of 16 on third down. So that lets you extend drives. It keeps your defense off the field and allows them to rest. 
and allows you to continue to control the clock. Put yourself in third and manageable, third and short situations. Again, 12 of 16 for the Steelers today. I thought that was huge. And you contrast that with the Panthers, four of 11 on third down. So the Steelers able the Steelers able to get and convert several key third down conversions uh, in this game. And really the big drive for me was the everything leading up to Chris Boswell's 50-yard field goal where you're milking clock and you're milking clock and you're milking clock and the Panthers' defense is simply trying to get out the field to create one more opportunity for the offense. And then when you make it a two-possession game with like, less than two minutes left in the game and the Panthers don't have any timeouts that goes into the coaching and that goes into keeping your timeouts and forcing other teams to use their timeouts and so forth. And so just all these things considered, you know, you have to be impressed from the Steelers today and, and, and Mike Tomlin, because again, the Steelers aren't playing for nearly as much as the Panthers. And I will argue this because you might say, well, the Steelers aren't mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet. It's very different. Even though both of these teams entered the game five and eight, again, the Panthers are vying potentially to win the NFC South, meaning they'd get to host a playoff game. The Steelers are more than a long shot still to make the playoffs. Even if the Steelers went out and finished nine and eight in the AFC, that's probably not going to be good enough to get in to make the playoffs, even say as a seventh seed. And here's the thing too, with the Steelers too, is even if they do make the seventh seed like a year ago, even if the Steelers somehow snuck in, I wouldn't expect them to do anything in the playoffs. It is of my opinion. I'd rather get the better draft pick, but you do want to continue to win. You don't want to foster a losing culture. That's never been the Steelers way. So I certainly understand that. But again, going into this game, I thought that the Panthers would take the recipe that we saw a week ago from the Baltimore Ravens. When the Ravens really ran all over the Steelers, JK Dobbins had 120 yards really running on one leg. Now, remember, he had Ronnie Stanley coming back from an injury too, but that was a huge question mark going into this game, especially considering Miles Jack didn't play for the Steelers today. He went, he was one of several players that were inactive today. So Miles Jack tried to give it a go. He was inactive. So you saw Mark Robinson out there at the linebacker position, rookie, I believe, out of Ole Miss. And then a lot of other inactives. Obviously, Kenny Pickett did not play today. Josh Jackson, Kendrick Green, and Jonathan Marshall also inactives for the Steelers today. So Miles Jack, a key cog, a key member of that front seven, someone who's had a very good season coming over from Jacksonville. He didn't go today, and you still were very stout in the running game, in, in the run defense specifically. The Steelers' front seven should be applauded because, again, this was a – a Panthers team that ran for 223 yards. That's been their MO. That's been their calling card since Steve Wilkes took over. And you can look at the stats, the play distribution. When Matt Rule was running things, the Panthers was roughly for every, you know, say for three plays, they'd pass the ball twice and they'd run the ball once. Really, that's been flipped. They now run the ball more than they throw it under Steve Wilkes since he took over. The Panthers start out one and five. And Wilkes led the Panthers to a four and four record going into this game. Again, had the Panthers won out, they'd have controlled their own fate in the NFC South. And so now they're going to need some help and try to regroup in an NFC South. That is the weakest division in the NFL. Whereas the Steelers would have to try to keep pace with the Ravens who lost on Saturday night against the Browns, but then also the Bengals too. And we don't know how much longer Lamar Jackson's going to be out for the Ravens. So again, 
don't expect the Steelers to make the playoffs, but you have to be encouraged with really there have been improvements since the bye week. I have noticed a difference with this team and just their execution. So how can you continue to grow that? Because at least on the offensive side of the ball, the Steelers are a very, very young team. Now for Pittsburgh, this sets up for Saturday and that is Christmas Eve against the Raiders. And that will mark 50 years since the immaculate reception Frank O'Harris, the great play in what was the Steelers' very first playoff win in the team, in the franchise's existence. Now, remember, the Steelers did not win the Super Bowl that season with the immaculate reception, but I also believe it was the Steelers' very first playoff touchdown as well in a game, in a play that lives not just in Steelers history, but NFL history. You fly into the airport in Pittsburgh, and a statue of that play of Franco Harris making the shoestring catch is one of the first things that you see. It's embedded into the fabric and the culture of the city of Pittsburgh. So certainly there's going to be a great tribute to Franco Harris on Friday night on the NFL Network. They're going to have a football life for Franco And then also the Steelers are going to retire his number 32 jersey as well during this game in Pittsburgh at Akersher Stadium. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of great things, a lot of great tributes, homages, and memories to the Hall of Fame running back. So really looking forward to that. We'll see the Raiders still trying to vie for playoff positioning too. They're in not much better shape than the Steelers, I'll say that. But I'd imagine... The Raiders would be favorites. I'm very curious to see what this line ends up being. Key for the Steelers is going to be trying to slow down Josh Jacobs, the running back who's had a very good season. And don't forget about Devontae Adams as well, one of the best receivers in the game. He's going to pose as a threat and challenge for the Steelers' defensive backs somewhere in a position group outside of Minka Fitzpatrick where the Steelers have struggled. You saw that today on display where James Pierre got beat where your eyes can be your best friend or your worst enemy. He gets caught looking in the backfield and he gets beat by Terrace Marshall deep down the field. So the Steelers will have their hands full next week against the Raiders, but it's going to be certainly an exciting time again, especially paying all the homage and the recognition to Franco Harris, one of the Steelers legends and one of the core members of the seventies teams that won four Super Bowls. So Really, really excited to see all of that. But Steelers are victorious again today. Final 24 to 16 against the Panthers. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. My name is Mark Berg, and I'll be back with my co-host, Ike Taylor, this week, recapping this game and looking ahead to the matchup against the Raiders. And again, 50 years since the Immaculate Reception. It's crazy it's been that amount of time. Again, my name is Mark Berg, and I hope all of you enjoy the rest of the this weekend's action in the NFL. It's been a fantastic weekend. Saturday games are back. Hope all of you are having terrific holiday seasons as well. I'll see you next time. Take care. So long, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.